now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp.
together. Play me the storyteller. This is where, this is where the story
you can go to Patreon. You spelled it right, Melanie. It's patreon.com. And actually what I want you to do is go to Morgan's page because this is, this is, it, it basically means patron. Like you go and you patronize a restaurant, you buy their food. So this is a way of patronizing Bible News Radio. Don't be patronizing, of course, but Patreon. You're, you're, you're receiving something from me and Randall every day. You're receiving a great quality production, first of all, which most periscopers don't have. Uh, second of all, you get great content. Third of all, you get me, your sweet and lovable host. <laughs> and you get great guests that I interview all the time. I try to have three, at least three guests a week. Um, this week, I think we're I think we're low on that. But sometimes I have four, sometimes I actually have five guests. So I bring in a lot of people. Uh, nice. There's three this week. Is there? I think so. I'm looking right. Hold on, I've got chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do have three this week. Well, we have four, but today's just, we have to rebook. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's the point. This show here on Bible News Radio, here on Periscope, isn't about me getting up here every single day promoting me. I'm not doing that. I promote other people every week and, like, half the week, at least half the week. I'm promoting somebody else. Morgan, by the way, isn't asking me to promote her. And I am working on getting her on the show. She did say she could come on. But they're really super busy. Um, but I wanted to know about her music. Because as a Patreon, what she what she is doing is she has these, she's an artist, right? So she she puts, puts out every month to her Patreon for uh, a couple dollars a month. She'll send you actual hand-painted stuff with her poetry on it. And this is what I got this month. It just came today. I was so excited. I actually posted this particular one over on my Instagram page, and I did an actual Instagram live video on it. This is an actual painting that she did, and then she took her 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 poetry, and she got it scanned and put this on. This is actually a photograph. And this one says, "You wouldn't still be here if there wasn't if, if there wasn't more in store for you." You wouldn't still be here if the journey was over. So keep your eyes fixed on the one who keeps you breathing. Keep your heart tied to the one who strengthens you to keep going. He hasn't given up on you, so don't give up on him. And don't give up on yourself. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you've lost. In him, you'll find a reason to keep going uh, that you won't find anywhere else. Excuse me, Morgan Harper Nichols. Isn't that nice? That's pretty stinking cool, in my opinion. So much so that I'm sharing it with you. So, and then I got these other two. And and the thing is that she sends different ones to everybody. So these are mine. All mine. Okay. There's this one, uh, which this is on, like, cardstock, you know, where she she hand-painted it. And um, then she typed up her poem. And this one says, I love this, too. It says, you reap what you sow, so, so well. And that's so-S-O-W, by the way. So seeds of faith over seeds of doubt. So seeds of peace over seeds of worry. So seeds of love over seeds of fear. And if in the past you sowed what you did not need, there's nothing that says you must keep watering those things. I get amen to that. Leave them alone. Let them die. Make room to sow things that only bring life. She's under 30, people, just so you know. <laughs> and then this one here, I love this one too. This is her another 
you know, original painting. Um, <clears throat> and uh, she wrote here, in the wind, the tree will bend, in the wind, the branch will shake, but in the end, the deeply rooted will be too strong to break. So you love that? It's right out of Psalm 1, I can tell. But, so anyway, Morgan Harper Nichols, I love her, just so you know. These are the three cards that I got this month because I became a patron of hers. And um, you guys can go over to her Patreon website. You go to patreon.com forward slash Morgan H. Nichols. Uh, and I'll go ahead and tweet that out later on my Bible News Radio account. So you can check it out. And you can become a patron of hers and Jamie Grace. Jamie uh, has um, her Patreon page. Um, and she's basically asking people to donate to her so that she can continue to make the videos that she makes. So. And so that's what we're going to do here at Bible News Radio. We already have the page set up. I'm just working on getting the perks out there. Um, I can already tell you um, that uh, that some of what we're doing is going to be it's going to be cool. The fan is cool. I like doing cool stuff. So <laughs> some of what we're doing were cool, but the, the rest of it. Are you making fun of me? Kind of. Just can. Okay, it's this microphone. Oh, there it goes. I I should just. Yeah. Did you want to say something? This is Randall. He produces the show. In case you didn't know that. Oh, he left. Can you believe that? Okay. All right. Let's get to our lead story. Um, and because I know everybody came in because of the gay thing, right? Okay. Well. Did you know that today is not gay? It's not June. This is not Gay Pride Month, people. I know, it's a big shocker, huh? Donald Trump, our current president, did not proclaim June to be Gay Pride Month, in case you didn't know that. Now, because our previous president did for the eight previous years, a whole lot of people think it is Gay Pride Month, and it is in other countries. But in America, it actually isn't, just so you know. Um, but here's the thing. I actually came across this story um, earlier today as I was prepping for the show. It took me a couple hours to do that, by the way. And I found this article over on ChristianNews.com. Oh, no, it's actually not. ChristianNews.net. Um, and it's titled Lesbian Woman, which makes me question. Isn't all, aren't all lesbian women? <laughs> I just have to say that because most lesbians I know are women. Anyway, it says here, Lesbian Women Creates LGBT Bible App to Promote Inclusivity Within the Church. I think I said that right, right? Did I say that word right, Randall? Yes. Inclusivity. Okay, so let me read this. It says here, a lesbian woman who who is frustrated by the lack of homosexual friendly material available in Christian bookstores uh, has created what she describes as the first LGBT Bible app. Okay? Featuring resources that celebrate homosexuality and do not condemn same-sex sexual behavior as being sinful. This app is for people who identify as, quote, spiritual but not religious, unquote. Uh, progressive Christians who have had premarital sex and don't care, who are frustrated with purity culture, who are pro-choice, pro-women, and who want to accept and embrace interfaith connections. Crystal Cheatham told this website, which I'm not going to repeat. 
because it's a lesbian website you don't need to go to. But if you really want to read it, you can. You can go there yourself. I'm not going to say it on my show. Uh, Tatum here says here, who hails from Philadelphia, describes herself as a lesbian Christian. Although she once thought that her same-sex attraction was incompatible with her belief in God. She has since decided to embrace and celebrate her lesbianism. Uh, I'm black. I'm a lesbian. I'm tired of feeling like my faith doesn't matter, uh, she said in a press release. Some think it's a nominal that a black lesbian can be a Christian, but there are many out there like me. After coming out as a lesbian, Cheatham said she became frustrated by the lack of books and resources available in bookstores for people like her who identify as lesbian Christians. Therefore, she decided to address that by creating a pro-homosexual app called Our Bible App. Our Bible App is the first LGBT Bible app, um, the app's website states, creating devotionals for, for progressive Christians. We uplift believers of all stripes. Uh, our Bible App supports the belief that spirituality is a spectrum and that faith is a journey. At its core, the holy text was written to be inclusive of all of God's creation, especially those on the margins. Uh, just so you know, <clears throat> we are all God's creation, that's right, but we're not all God's children. So in that regard, I commend her for, for not saying we're all God's children because we're not. Um, scheduled for a release this Friday, a few days from now, our Bible app will feature a library of progressive devotionals and a collection of Bible versions that refer to God in general neutral terms. Uh, through devotionals highlighting pro-LGBT, pro-women, and encourage interfaith inclusivity. We hope to provide a tool that's needed to create a healthy prayer and meditation habit. She says that she hopes her app will help Christians embrace and accept homosexuality. There are so many Christians out there that want to be accepting of LGBT people, but don't know how because they haven't received the resources, she told PBS NewsHour. <laughs> However, Ken Ham, president of the Apologetics Ministry Answers in Genesis, says that our Bible app is, quote, biblically wrong, unquote, and this is the point of the gospel. The creators of this app are ignoring the very heart of the message of Christianity that we became born again, John 3, 3, become new creatures and gain a new identity when we turn to Christ, in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Ham wrote in a blog post on Monday. These professing believers are trying to find their identity in their sexuality and gender rather than submitting totally to Jesus Christ, Ham continued. But we are no longer defined by our sin when we are Christians, we are defined by who Christ is who lives in us. There should be no such thing as an LGBTQ Christian any more than there should be a drunkard Christian, liar Christian, or adulterer Christian, he added. We are simply Christians, and our identity is not in the simple desires that we that we that we all still have. Though Christians are given strength to restrain ourselves, First Corinthians 10:13, but in the one who died for our sin and gave us a new life. So I share this with you, and I part of me hesitated to share this with you, but the reason I wanted to share it with you was a couple of things, and a couple of reasons. Because whenever I see something like this, again, it's, it's um, their face is leaving. Not really sure, but that means I can just stare at the camera. Okay. Anyway, the reason I want to share this with you is because I was interested in finding out how much money she's raised. Because here's the thing, you know, here at Bible News Radio, we're delivering biblical content daily, 
and you know, and we've been promoting our Pillar of the Community program, um, offering extreme value for anybody who comes in to watch. Um, and here's a woman who's saying she's a Christian and a lesbian who's creating a Bible app, and she has literally raised. Randall's back now. Okay. She's literally raised over seven thousand dollars for this Bible app. She wants twenty thousand, but she's only raised seven thousand. She's still got three days left of her campaign. So who knows? Maybe she'll get the twenty grand if the right people get out there to promote it. And so I bring this up for a couple reasons. Number one, this is something that is really unfortunate, right? That that somebody who's so passionate about their LGBT beliefs as a as an LGBT Christian is able to raise $7,000 to promote a lie, right? This is a lie. Homosexuality is a sin, right? God can deliver anybody from their sin. It might not happen the way that you want or as easy as you might want it to be, but the point is she can't find biblical resources to approve of homosexuality because the Bible doesn't approve of it. So she, she goes to these resources that are affirming of her lifestyle, and she wants, and admittedly so, it's progressive, it's liberal, um, you know. She wants to promote this, this idea, and it's actually endorsed by, by a whole bunch of very liberal causes, you know, like Soul Force and other people. Um, and it's kind of like, hmm. So $7,000, people who uh, agree with that agenda, they call themselves Christians, gave to that, right? Okay. So, so wouldn't it be cool if Bible News Radio could raise 7000 bucks for promoting the gospel, the real gospel of Jesus, you know, the one that says that God can deliver you from homosexuality? How many of you would give to that? Really? I mean, this is a challenge. This, it's just a challenge and a question. Uh, because we get thousands of people, I've, I've calculated between thirty and 40,000 people a month come through the show. Uh, a lot of you listen every day, but not all of you get anything. I have a handful of people that get to the show on a consistent basis. I look at this, I go, man, it's amazing how God, you know, that the devil, his, his minions are able to raise money for something completely unbiblical, but Christians doing God's work, like, it's like we have to practically beg and plead with people to donate because why? I don't get it. I really seriously don't get it. You know, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm not a bigot or a homophobe. Um, you know, I love Jesus. That's what Christianity is really about. It's about Christ. It's not about my sin. Um, and yet here again, you know, I, I guess my question is when I saw this was, where's the passion? You know, and heck, I don't care if you don't give to me. Give to another biblical ministry, but still, if you're getting fed here, give to us. You know, that's my thing. Where is where is the the passion that the church has to underwrite and support the gospel, the real gospel, not the fake, progressive, unbiblical gospel? Seven thousand bucks, man. She's raised seven thousand dollars to develop a mobile app that's unbiblical. And that just says, oh, yes, I love you as your lesbian. And, and her even tagline on here, a progressive Bible app for Christians who are LGBT affirming, pro-women, and center people of color. I'm like, okay, are all people colorful? <laughs> okay, let's just for sake of argument say, how about we made a conservative Bible app for Christians who are biblical, who are pro-women, 
pro-man, pro-child, pro-mother, pro-father, you know, and we center on people of all different colors, not just one, you know, all different nationalities. Do you think that we could raise $7,000 to do that? I would say boldly no. <laughs> because because Christians, you know, and, and I'm going to say why. Okay, don't get mad at me for saying this, but I will say why. And if it convicts you, good. If it doesn't convict you, well, then you're just kind of in that category. I'll say why. Because you're not really a believer. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. And here's why. Because when people really believe something, they literally put their money where their mouth is. They literally fund things that they believe in. If you are a Yankees fan like me, like a real fan, you're going to go out, you're going to get season tickets, you're going to pay for those tickets to go to that baseball game, you love the Yankees. One, one thing, um, this is the truth, one thing that the LGBT lobby does, Christians don't do, biblical Christians, is they fund and fund and fund and they fund. They give and give and give and, and they give and they give and they give. This is true. Especially you know? the corporate level. And I know, it's so true. Well, Charlie Rogers, how many of you remember her? Well, if you've listened to this show, you know who she is. She's the lesbian that decided to commit a fake hate crime against herself, right? And she did. She she caught her. She set a fire in her house. She painted on the wall all these uh, homophobic hate, hate slurs. She actually ran across her lawn naked to her neighbor's house where, her, where the woman who was sitting next to her, you know, her husband was dying, literally died like the next day. She went and woke her up really early in the morning to claim that she had been attacked as an as a, a LGBT hate crime. And, and you know what? The LGBT community came out. They supported her in full. They ranted. They raved. They're like, I can't believe such hate against the LGBT community. All this other stuff. And they raised a gazillion dollars. I mean, they raised a lot of money for her. When the police finally got to the bottom of Charlie Rogers' story, they basically uncovered the fact that she, was, she lied about the whole thing. She, and she's still, still paying off her, her um, you know, lie. I mean, she's still doing community service and all this other stuff. She actually spent a little bit of time in jail because she flaked out on doing the community service. But the point is, after it was, after it was well exposed as a hoax, the LGBT community basically chucked her to the curb and said, eh, you don't speak for us. But when there was that perceived hate against her, they were all there funding her. Okay? Now, if this happened to a Christian, right? Sweet cakes by Melissa, Aaron and Melissa Klein, bullied by LGBT activists, lost their whole company and business, where were the Christians out there helping fund them? I'm going to tell you, there were very few. Yeah, and those and, that and did. And I know that for a fact. It's so true. It's so and true. those that did, their crowdfunding account was closed and taken away. Yeah, it was, actually. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. I mean, it's crazy. And so I'm just, you know, I raised this story because this isn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't a shock to me at all. In fact, I find it humorous uh, because I guarantee you that if I set a, the, a competing app, you know, and tried to fund it, that it wouldn't be funded. It wouldn't be funded because Christians don't generally stand up for what they believe. And I don't understand that. I mean, real Christians do. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to have a guest on my show, uh, Chaplain Gordon James Schmidt, good friend of mine, known him for a long time. He actually helped support our show um, <clears throat> from praying Jesus' name. 
And he's going to share his story about how when he prayed in Jesus' name in our government while wearing a uniform, uh, he was persecuted for it. And as a result of it, he ended up losing a million-dollar pension because he refused to bow to the government. And the LGBT community, the activist community, right-wing watch, uh, people like that have gone after him. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central after he was elected as a representative to Colorado. He's been demonized, had his name ripped through the mud, even Wikipedia. It doesn't matter how many times we try to change his profile and update it with accurate info. LGBT activists are right there flipping everything on Wikipedia within a minute. Boom. They take that back to their, uh, to their um, narrative instead of the actual truth. And I know a lot more I can tell you, but I can't because I actually can't because of law. But I can say that tomorrow you'll hear his story and he'll be introduced to Chaps in a way that hopefully you'll see you'll see who he is. You know, not not the narrative that's put out there. And yet the question is, you know, when will the body of Christ stand up? I mean, honestly, I think we're in the church of Laodicea right now, which is kind of like a lukewarm church. And this is the church, you might recall, in Revelation 3.20, where Jesus actually says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> Hello? Hello, church. I'm right here trying to get in. Are you going to open up the door? Because if you do, you can, I'll come in. You know? Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So it, it, is, it is interesting. Americans will forever disappoint. Well, thank you, Shannon and Halifax, for saying that. I appreciate it. Okay. I'm worried about my people, the blacks, the Spanish, natives. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, you could actually, have you set up your own Periscope? You could go talk about it. That's the, best, that's the coolest thing about Periscope. You can talk about whatever you want. Anyway, so, so anyway, I wanted to bring that to you and challenge you and actually tell you, look, if you want to become a pillar of my news radio community, that would be a good time. That would be a good time because uh, I'm not going to not talk about what the gospel actually says. So you want to direct people to give URL, or you want it to hold off until the Patreon account is set up? Well, you know, we can do it today. Patreon will be up by the end of the week. Just so you know. You're restreaming my program. Okay, I'm not sure how you do that. What do you mean? You're putting it on Periscope on your channel? Okay. All right. So if you want to become a pillar of our community, please go to bymanusradio.com forward slash give, and you can become a, a, a monthly donor to the show. And the Patreon, or the, the pillars, we're going to put you over to the Patreon community. We're going to have to ask you as well. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk to you later in our private Facebook group about how that switch will be. But it'll be, it'll be better um, because, um, because it'll be better. So. Now, you were keen to point out the language on the app page about it yeah. being pro-woman and, yeah. and centering you know, people of color uh, in her... As she's quoted in this article, I wanted to break that down a little bit um, and point out things. You know, she says, some think it's an anomaly that a black lesbian can be a Christian. Well, would it be an anomaly that a white lesbian can be a Christian or an Asian lesbian could be a Christian? You know, she's, she throws in a black lesbian can be a Christian. And then again, the pro-woman thing, um, you know, uh, this app is for people who identify as spiritual but not religious, progressive Christians who who have had premarital sex and don't care, who are frustrated with purity culture, who are pro-choice, pro-woman, 
who want to accept and embrace interfaith connections. Well, I'm not sure what she means by connections. That's like hooking up or, you know. But a lot of the language she uses implies that, well, these, these fundy Christians are racist, they're misogynists, you know, and it, it's, I was going to say it's subtle, but it's really not that subtle. The, the adjectives she uses and the way she used them, uses them is to castigate Bible-believing Christians uh, wrongly and say that they are racists, that they are misogynists, that you know, conservative views of the Bible are anti-woman, they're anti-anything but white. You know, kind of like the, um, you know, people all in an uproar during the president election. Again, I'm no fan of Trump, but those were basically saying like he was going to militarize the KKK and, you know, march through the land and lynch everybody that wasn't white or straight. Uh, you know, some of these things you read and anyway. So. Well, yeah. Um, it's that. Actually, you know, it's interesting. On that article, I should, I should reopen it. I, I want to read some of the comments on the article. Um, we're here. I may as well talk about it a little bit more. Um, let me see. I have to pull it back up. Then we already get through the Hispanic story. Well, while you're doing that, uh, maybe we should uh, tell people that if you want some real biblical resources, okay, yeah, you do the aerial stuff. that they should check out. Our sponsor, this program brought to you in part by Ariel Ministries. Ariel Ministries, you can find them online at ariel.org. They have many resources available, biblical uh, resources uh, from a Messianic Jewish perspective, uh, many for free, and those uh, available for purchase, too. This is a nonprofit organization, so anything you buy helps fund them. Uh, you can use the coupon code Bible News to save 20%. Uh, special. Okay, too, yeah. So you know, uh, they continue to sponsor our show. Yeah. If you buy from them, they continue sponsoring our show. Just so you know. Yeah, and they are offering uh, this special right now: uh, a seven-part series bundle for thirty-two dollars. The uh, D.L. Cooper's Doctor D.L. Cooper's Messianic series, including the God of Israel, Messiah, His Nature and His Person, Messiah, His Redemptive Career, Messiah, His First Coming Schedule, Messiah, His Historical Appearance. Messiah, his glorious appearance, imminent, um, and Messiah, his final call to Israel. And it's interesting that uh, these books span about 30 years. Some of them written in the 30s, some of them written in the 60s. Uh, and the 60s category would be his glorious appearing, imminent. And so if that was true, what, 50 years ago now, it's certainly uh, clear. Well, but, um, more imminent now. So you know, I have linked that. Directly okay. on my Twitter page, like I said, I would yesterday. Okay. I did. So if you go to our Twitter account, Bible News Radio on Twitter, right there, it's the pinned tweet. You guys can just click through the Bitly link there, and it takes you directly to the page where you can buy it if you want. You can save twenty percent. So. so that's the Bible News Radio Twitter account. Yeah. So okay, and is that it? Is that all? All that you wanted to do? Ah, uh, yeah. All right, so let me read some of the comments on this article, Bill. Okay, so so this is a woman who's upset that the Bible doesn't really have any pro-homosexual stuff in it, including black, lesbian, pro stuff. Um, so, <laughs> so, but listen to the comments.
comments. I don't agree with all these comments, by the way, but I will read some of them. <clears throat> so Helena wrote, you don't change the Bible, it changes you. It's simple. Amen. Amen. Can I get amen That's pretty that? simple. That's so true, right? Okay, all right. So this, this person, Jason, wrote, Alessia, a woman who's frustrated by the lack of homosexual-friendly material available in Christian bookstores. And then he writes, this may be because homosexuality is absolutely not compatible with Christianity, period. And then Cheatham says that she hopes her ass will help Christians embrace and accept homosexuality. And then he says something I don't want to repeat. I'm not going to say what he says, but it wasn't nice. Um, and then this person says something mean, too. These are mean Christians, just so you know. Well, I'd say they're not Christians, then. This person says... Uh, in the church, that's their name. They say, I'm going to create an app for the support of spousal abuse, fornication, lying, having other gods, disrespecting your parents, and that murder is not morally wrong. We need to change the Bible to fit my needs. I don't know. Point taken. With all the people who abuse their spouses by the app? Maybe. They might. Maybe. I don't know. That would make them feel spiritual. But not religious, you know, because religious people usually don't go for spousal abuse. But you can be spiritual. I mean, you had a so Clay Jackson, he writes this comment. He writes, did she ever read and understand Revelation 22, verses 18 to 21? This is what it says. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will ask that person the place described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in the scroll. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Grace of the Lord Jesus be with all God's people. Amen. It was very dangerous to change God's word. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that people want to, you know, uh, cherry pick scriptures and, and make them feel good about themselves. All of her language in the interview, I don't have it up, but it was all about it's embraced her and my and his I and me, and and that's that's the nature of sin. It wasn't I wanted to get a better, clearer picture of God, a better understanding of scripture. It's like I wanted this for me and and my comfort. Anyway, so Peter, though, said this, Peter's legacy said, she is making a step in the right direction. Calling it selfish or sinful is missing the point. When we label persons selfish or sinful for living an equally honorable and ethical life as any other Christian, we are undermining the very basis of Christianity. For example, greed and envy are clearly selfish, lesbian, or straight. Murder and abuse are clearly sin, lesbian, or straight. Living a prayerful, humble, Christ-centered life, on the other hand, is Christian, lesbian, and straight. It's not that hard to figure out. And then, somebody's like, uh, I don't think so, uh, Peter's legacy, I don't agree with you. So they said, living out the lesbian life is, is a, sin, a selfish, sinful pride. This life we have is a something size in the scope of the expandable universe. I hope she repents and deletes this evil out. And then, Peter's legacy responds, oh yeah, mister, I would like to offer just one reply. It makes no sense to call the longing for a life partner love when it is a straight person selfish when it is a lesbian. To which the real Papa Snarf responds, 
I love these names. There are plenty of people who will not and have not been loved by other partners living this life of sacrifice is worth more for eternity than living in a lake of fire for your own selfish needs. No, no matter how much people want to manipulate the Bible's words, it's set in stone. Getting into homosexuality of any kind is a sin, period. Oh, that's what that meant, period. Okay. There are no hopes, cracks, misunderstandings of any kind. If people believe in God and live out this life free of this kind of sin, then I'm sure after our judgment, God will remove those sins out of our mind and body. And then Bob Fields says, oh yeah? Just read the first chapter of Romans, not with her app, though. Try the King James Version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, mister? Um, But the point is, is that we're all sin. We're all sinners, right? That's the point. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. And Christ died for all of our sins. The conflict here is how do you define that, right? I mean, I think that's ultimately the big debate in the church. And it's unfortunate because I think the Bible is really, really clear. And yet, quote, conservative Christians have dropped the ball as well. Let's be honest. Look, if conservative Christians were being the loving people that, that we're supposed to be, do you think that the LGBT community would be uh, feel as alienated, you know, as they do? You know? And yet it's a fine line because the narrative from the LGBT lobby and I'm not talking LGBT people in particular. I'm talking about the lobby, so don't get mad at me. Because okay, I know I have friends in my audience who disagree with me on this. The lobby, they have, they have, they have the narrative down, right? And they basically said, look, if you don't agree with me, you're a hater, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you don't have a right to your company, you don't have a right to this, you don't have a right to that. Equality really isn't equal under, the, under, under what the lobby says. And that's the truth. I, I wish it wasn't that way, but it's true. And yet, so many pastors, you know, they don't want to touch the subject, right? Push stone through them, right? So they don't want. They don't want. To, they do not want to touch the subject. So there you go. I could talk more, but I actually want to get to the other story that we're advertising. <laughs> so let's do that. Um, let's see here. Which one are you? Did I sent you both the Jerusalem Post, right? The one and the other one? Um, I don't think so. I've got the one from brnow.org. Okay. Well, this is an interesting one. I, I brought this up. This is the one about Hispanics and, and um, Israel, uh, because we're big supporters of Israel here. This is from brnow.org, which is the official website of the Biblical Recorder. All right. So this says here, uh, study spot, spotlights Hispanic Christians' view on Israel. This is interesting. So here, uh, Hispanic Christians, Evangelicals, Mainline Protestants, and Catholics are more likely to say the nation of Israel has the right to exist than the average American. A new study released June 22nd shows. So how many of you, how many of you does that surprise in the chat room? It doesn't surprise me at all because most Americans don't know anything about Israel. All right. Anyway, it says this. They worry about the state of Christians in the Palestinian territories and sympathize with both Palestinians and Israelis. But the Bible, most say, has little to do with how they see Israel. Those are among the findings of an online survey of self-identified Hispanic Christians and their views on Israel from LifeWay Research. The research firm conducted the survey January 11th through the 23rd. The response was mixed, said Scott McConnell, 
executive director of Lifeway Research. Few Hispanic Christians have a negative view of Israel, he said, but many have no opinion. Overall, Israel isn't a major concern for many Hispanic Christians. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. More supportive than Americans in general. Hispanic Christians are generally supportive of Israel, according to Lifeway Research's survey. Half, 50%, say the modern state of Israel, which was founded on May 14, 1948, has the right to exist. Only 15% disagree, and a third aren't sure, so 35% are not sure. Okay. For comparison, a 2015 Lifeway Research study found Americans much more skeptical about Israel. 42% agreed when asked if they supported Israel's statehood. 35% disagreed, while 23% were not sure. Which, my question is, why is that? Why do you think that's an issue? I'll tell you why. It's because the pastors in the world don't talk about Israel in the Bible. The very fact that the whole Bible is centered in Israel and the East Coast. In the East Coast. That's not what I meant to say. The... Yes, the Bible is centered on the East Coast, in case you didn't know that. Looks like we lost Periscope Randall. Really? Nope, tell them we're back. Okay, anyway. Are we back? Okay, we're back. Um, I lost Periscope just for a minute on my app. Okay. Because, um, you know, pastors don't keep the Bible in the context of which it was written. That's why aerial Ministries is important. Okay, anyway. So anyway, for comparison, uh, let's see. Okay, then it says here, the 27 survey, survey found only a quarter of Hispanics in the U.S. have a negative view of Israel, 26%. 45% have a positive view, and 28% aren't sure. About a third, 34%, think the U.S. is doing enough to help Israel. Fewer say the U.S. does too much, 19%, and too little to help Israel, say 18%, and 29% are not sure. <laughs> Hispanic Christians seem reluctant to take sides on the dispute between Israelis and Palestinians. Two-thirds, 66%, sympathize with the hardships faced by both Israelis and Palestinians. A quarter, 27%, sympathize more with Israelis. Seven percent sympathize more with Palestinians. And it goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's way too long. This article is like super long. But let me just uh, go ahead and read you this last part. Researchers found that self-identified Hispanic evangelicals are by far the most ardent supporters of Israel. 59% have a positive view of Israel. 58% say Israel has the right to exist. 83% are concerned about the safety of Christians in areas under the Palestinian Authority. Right? And we should also be concerned about uh, the, the, we should be, be concerned about the, the safety of Christians everywhere, personally. But um, 35% say the U.S. does not do enough to help Israel. I think we're disconnected from Periscope. Just right now. Well, it looks good on this end. Really? Yeah. Okay, I can't do it for you. But right. our show is being hijacked by Randall. He's also <laughs> Periscoping it. Thank you. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, 35% uh, says the U.S. Does, does not do enough to help Israel. 49% sympathize with the hardships Israeli face. 54% say the Bible saves their views on Israel, which, duh, it should, right? 15% cite the Bible as the main reason they support Israel's statehood, and 28% support Israel because of its role in biblical prophecy. I think it should be way higher. I think all of the numbers should be, like, super higher, but they're not, just so you know. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? 
on that because I think this is interesting. All right, so it's saying that the Armstrong is ended on Periscope. Ah, uh, that's a lot. Really? Uh, put a one if you can still hear me. No, I'm just kidding because I can't see you. Yeah, well, I don't have, uh, I'm not tuned into it, but this dream is still open here and going fine. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to go with it. Um, it. It is interesting. I find it definitely interesting that Hispanic Christians uh, would be more supportive of Israel than, than not. I mean, I understand that maybe maybe their congregations are more biblical, you know, whereas in the typical WASP, you know, congregations, uh, the pastors are reluctant to talk about Israel or any of that, and so those uh, congregants get their views of Israel from the mainstream media news. Okay. So until it's ended, this is loading, so you might be having connection issues. But the stream still goes on. So... Maybe I should Jack Randall's account. Maybe you close and close it and try to open it up again. I'm trying to load it on my desktop and it's not connected. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to stop the broadcast. Cause so yeah, that is interesting that Hispanic uh, believers uh, uh, are more supportive of Israel than the uh, American public at large. And maybe it's because, you know, they understand, they, like I say, maybe they're uh, pastors, you know, unfortunately, many churches are, are segregated still, and you will find the Hispanic churches and uh, the African American churches and the Chinese churches, stuff like that, which kind of bugs me. But anyway, so maybe those pastors are just more biblical, at least, talk about Israel more uh, concerning, you know, as opposed to the typical, you know, uh, club church uh, in America in general, which, like I say, they're left with the mainstream media news. Uh, MSNBC and whatnot for getting their views on Israel. This is so classic. <laughs> okay, right. I think I'm flattered. Um, yeah, we are a couple, whoever asked that question. Now that I can see, I, I don't think you can log back in. I don't know, Periscope's acting up. I hate it because it's distracting. Stop it. Stop distracting me, Periscope. Anyway, that's classic. Um, uh, really, yeah. yeah, in fact, if you are new to our show, First of all, let me tell you, I'm Stacey Lynn Harsh. You're seeing Russell House. That, that handsome man, wherever he is, I don't know what's like. He's across the table from me. But he's, that's Randall. Randall Bareface. Bareface is actually his, not his real name. But he's my husband. I've been married to him almost for 25 years. Two months. Less than two months. Ooh. In less than two months, me and Bareface will be married for 25 years. Isn't that weird? That we're going to be married to 25 years. First of all, it makes me feel old. Not as old as some people I know, though, who are 50 and older. Mm-hmm. You know, you're really old when you're 50. That's true. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Anyway. Um, I know from personal experience. <laughs> yeah, right. You're 53. That's true. I know. All well, right. we've anyway. got like about seven minutes left in this broadcast. All right. So, um, all right. Let me. Hmm, I'm debating about the other one. Hmm. Well, okay, so I don't know if anybody 
wants to ask any questions, we could take some questions for the last couple minutes instead of doing another news story. Um, unless, right. unless we want to do the Christian school ordinance bump keeping quote. It's a short article, so. Okay, why don't, why don't we put that up then? All right, let's do it. You might want to monitor comments, so I can't see. I can't. I can't see. I'm not monitoring right, the broadcast sorry, at all. I'm going to look at your comments. Sorry. Okay, so Christian school ordered to stop teaching, quote, offensive, unquote, Bible. Yeah, the, the Bible. Okay, so this year, Christian school in Canada has been ordered by authorities to stop teaching parts of the Bible, specifically those parts seem to be offensive and therefore in violation of the Alberta Human Rights Act. Didn't I already share this? No, I guess I didn't. This is new. Okay. Apparently, anti-Christian bigots on the local school board do not believe Christians should have freedom of speech or of religion, and the trend is spreading across Canada and the, post-Christ- the post-Christian West. The troubles formally began when the K-12 school in question, based in Alberta province and known as Cornerstone Christian Academy, published a number of Bible scriptures in its school handbook and its statement of faith. Among the supposedly illegal verses was 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, it reads, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor feminine, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. There you go. That's that speaks to some people. Kind of sad, actually, if you think about it. This is real, you know? Sad. Real sad is actually the truth. I think I did, you know? It's not. I think it was another school. Maybe but, uh, it was another school. This sounds really super familiar. Well, because it's happening in many places. Okay, so the rest of the article says, In a letter to the Christian school's leadership by local school board chair Lori Scorey, the school is informed that any scripture that can be considered offensive to particular individuals should not be read or studied in school. All right, I'm not going to read the rest of this, but I will say this. The Bible is offensive, people. I mean, seriously, uh, I don't like everything I read in the Bible, just so you know. I really don't. I mean, you know why? Because I am a sinner saved by grace. But, you know, look. I mean, I'm not perfect, and I'm like, where it says, you know, liars could be thrown, you know, do you know that liars will not inherit the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. The drunkards, nor revilers, nor right. idolaters. Right, but let's talk about lying. How mm-hmm. many of you have ever told a lie? Mm-hmm. I have. I mean, hello. If you don't raise your hand, guess what? You're a liar. <laughs> I mean, we've all lied on some level, right? Maybe we lied because... We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. It's still a lie, right? So just saying. Anyway, so it's the parts of the Bible I understand that bug me. And it's really super clear, right? So it's kind of like, um, if we, why don't we just ban the Bible altogether? Yeah, why don't we just throw that archaic ancient book out? Yeah, we, we, and say, forget it, because it's going to offend somebody. Yeah, we've seen the cases where not even reading it open it is setting on someone's desk. You know, charges are pressed that it's offensive. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, <laughs> the army major or Air Force, so anyway, yeah, he just had it out on his desk, and that's proselytizing. Right. <laughs> but, but we're missing the whole point here. 
the whole point of the Bible, there's a couple of points, right? Yeah. The Old Testament, okay, the, the New Testament is concealed in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. The whole Bible is about the nation of Israel and the person of Christ coming out of that nation to save to save sinners. Right? It's really a, it's a book about the devil versus God. And we're his pawns, okay? Let's put it that way. It's, it's a cosmic chess match. There's a war for your soul, right? So you're destined, when the default position when you're born is you're on your way to hell, period. Boom. That's it. True story. I hate to say it, but it's true. Okay? But the way to switch the button from hell to heaven is by receiving Jesus Christ. Simple. Piece of cake. To all who believed and received, he became the right to become children of God. Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12. Piece of cake. Right? You're a sinner. You're a scumbag. Just so you know. But Jesus loves you while you were still in your sin. Romans 5, 8. While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. There's nothing you can do to make Jesus not die for you. He did it because he loves you. Period. All you have to do is accept it and go, oh my gosh. Or you could say, oh my God, literally, because he's God. And you accept the free gift of eternal life. That's it. Think about it. That's all God's offering you. He's offering you eternal life. And who wouldn't want that? Right? I mean, seriously, that's a true story. Right? Okay, so... You accept, you accept the free gift of eternal life by receiving what Jesus did when he died on the cross. The problem is, most people don't understand the power of the cross. We look at it and we go, oh, here's this nice jewelry, that's a nice cross. But that's an executioner's tool. It's an electric chair of the day. Let's put it that way. You know. And the truth is that Jesus died in your place, so you didn't have to. He is the propitiation for your sins. He's the complete payment. When he died on the cross, he said, quote, paid in full, and then he died. Right? All you got to do is accept that and believe it, and then obey. Right? Trust and obey, because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. That's an old song. But it's completely true, and it's because he loves us. He doesn't want us to stay in our sin. And unfortunately, <clears throat> sexual sin is very enticing, okay, people? Let's just say it that way. It's really enticing. It's, it's, it's a hook. That's why some people like this lady we were talking about don't like purity culture because they don't want self-control in that area. They want to go out and, quote, have fun. But do you know those people that go out and have fun end up with massive venereal disease? Just so you know. Okay? And other stuff that nobody wants to talk about. The consequences of sin is, is really real. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. So, tomorrow, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, is going to be my guest here on Bible News Radio. I hope to see you then, 2 o'clock Central Time. And uh, thank you guys for coming in, being part of the show. Periscope, you guys rock. Okay? See you later.